When people reflect on the 90s, they remember a meaning to the word celebrity that's vastly different from ours today. With no influencer culture like we see in 2020, there were fewer celebrities, but they were regarded as gods. That decade will always evoke a few names. Michael Jackson, Princess Diana, and Michael Jordan, amongst others. To say that these were household names would be the oversimplification of the century. And where there's influence, there's brands trying to capitalize. Michael Jackson was the face of Pepsi. Princess Diana, unfortunately, was not doing any sponsored work. And Michael Jordan was involved with Wheaties, Gatorade, amongst many other brands. But what many may forget was Michael Jordan's partnership with McDonald's, where patrons could order the Mick Jordan, a sandwich that was branded using his likeness. How unique of a partnership. Fast forward to today, and McDonald's is leveraging rapper Travis Scott's reach with Gen Z by selling the Travis Scott meal. The success of this recent campaign speaks to a future of influencer partnerships where Gen Z celebrities are elevating the perception of brands with hyper-involved sponsorships. All of this and more will be explored today on Tube Circuit. I'm Dylan Harari. The 1992 McJordan special was a cheeseburger with bacon and barbecue sauce. It wasn't anything too special. It's not like you were barred from making this order the day prior to the partnership. But it had Michael Jordan's name to it. Suddenly, it's very compelling to anyone who looks up to him. Admittedly, this isn't an interesting observation. Everyone knows the power that celebrity has in delivering a brand's message. As early as the 1950s, companies like Whitman's Chocolates were recruiting John Wayne and Elizabeth Taylor to appear in their print ads. But in the 60 years that has followed that partnership, we've seen a very consistent trend with celebrity brand endorsements. They are traditional celebrities, coming from the film scene, television scene, music scene, what have you. Because where else would influence really come from? We've only had so many different vehicles by which people can develop widespread allure and intrigue from the public. The traditional Hollywood route was really the only way to find yourself as a profitable celebrity spokesperson for a company. And of course, it's not as if the advent of social media has stopped traditional celebrities from being a corporation's key to accessing a desired demographic. In recent years, we've seen sponsorships between Oreos and Christina Aguilera, Smartwater and Jennifer Aniston, Garnier and Tina Fey, that rhymes, and so many more. But how are these sponsorships presented? Well, they're pretty much ad reads on commercials or the celebrity's likeness being used on a digital or print ad. These campaigns resemble the kind of sponsorships we've seen for decades. 
celebrities who've worked their way up in the traditional Hollywood ladder doing a sponsorship with a major corporation. Clearly, marketers realized that these celebrities have a certain reach with a demographic they're trying to target. These are sponsorships, which of course hold a lot of value, but they're not partnerships. This is not the celebrity creating a hyper-involved campaign for a brand in order to elevate the public's perception of the brand. This isn't happening that often with traditional celebrities. Why? Well, maybe it's because in between the red carpets and big executive meetings, they don't have time to attach themselves to something like this. Or maybe it's because there's a stigma surrounding the same celebrities who are presenting at the Oscars attaching their influence so tightly with a brand. Or maybe it's because their reach just does not work that way. People love a certain celebrity, sure, but in between the PR agents and multiple execs who are carefully crafting a celeb's public persona, that celebrity has eroded the authentic connection they could have with their followers. How much do you know about George Clooney's day-to-day -day life? His struggles, his friends, his goals? Probably not that much. If you knew that, would it make you more intrigued when you hear him advocate for a certain brand? That's a hard question, I know. Maybe having so much insight into a celebrity would scare you off and make you think, God, as much as I love this person's roller coaster of a lifestyle, I don't want anything to do with whatever brand they personally use. But on the flip side, knowing this much about an influencer allows you to build a far higher degree of trust than you ever would have with some celebrity who reads from a script for a blockbuster movie. That's why influencer campaigns that are far more involved than traditional ad read sponsorships have been so successful. The brand's advocate is someone who has developed a personal relationship with their fans. I want to start by looking into rapper Travis Scott and his brand partnerships, which I'll admit may seem contradictory given everything I've laid out about the differences between influencers and traditional celebrities. Travis Scott got his following in the music scene. This does follow the traditional celebrity Hollywood route to stardom. But how did Travis Scott turn his celebrity ember into a full-blown forest fire like we see today? Well, in many ways, he's essentially jumped from the traditional celebrity ladder to the influencer ladder. Travis became established in the rap world, with many hits starting to resonate with Gen Z. And his personal life, which includes having a child with the influencer of all influencers Kylie Jenner, has also drawn a lot of intrigue. But from there, Travis Scott really started to brand himself with Gen Z in mind. Of course, for Gen Z, who are their celebrities? Influencers. That is essentially what Travis Scott has become. Travis Scott was one of the first big names to ever perform a concert within the Gen Z digitized utopia of Fortnite. This was met with over 12 million concurrent viewers. Connected to this event, 
he started working on Nerf guns and Hot Wheels that were Travis Scott branded. He was truly going backwards with his aim to reach a demographic that was far younger than those who had traditionally followed his music genre. Now in 2020, especially after his massively successful Fortnite concert, Travis Scott is an influencer, a hero of Gen Z. So when we think back to the Mick Jordan, which was successful in large part thanks to Michael Jordan's celebrity status with kids, you see why a McDonald's Travis Scott meal was poised for similar success. The Travis Scott meal is a quarter pounder with cheese and bacon, a medium order of fries with barbecue sauce, and a Sprite. The partnership also includes a limited line of Travis Scott McDonald's apparel and merchandise that is sold on his personal website. This includes McDonald's Travis Scott branded shirts, pants, jackets, and even a $90 McNugget body pillow. And while we currently don't know the extent to how successful this campaign has been, there are a few things worth consideration. One, the 1992 McJordan was only sold in McDonald's locations across Chicago. The Travis Scott meal is available at all 13,000 United States McDonald's locations. Two, a mere eight days after the launch of the Travis Scott meal, McDonald's has reported that many of their locations are facing shortages of key ingredients for the meals forcing location managers to control the supply of said ingredients. Ask yourself, what does it say that McDonald's didn't start with a region-specific release of the Travis Scott meal before releasing it to all McDonald's locations? They could have easily tested this in his hometown of Houston, Texas, using the results to dictate whether or not they do a nationwide release. But they didn't need to. McDonald's knew that Travis Scott as an influencer holds a special connection to Gen Z. A partnership with him will deliver a return, even when its first phase is as massive as a nationwide addition to their menu and an apparel drop. Those who follow Travis Scott, whether it be from his early albums or from his engagement across Fortnite, will come out to support the influencer that they've grown to love. But while Travis Scott may be a great ambassador for McDonald's, he's admittedly not the perfect ambassador for the thesis I'm putting forward. While he has truly blurred the line between traditional musician and influencer, his roots are in the traditional celebrity world. So how about somebody who embodies the word influencer? Somebody who grew their following with a smartphone, camera, and a compelling personality? Well, vlogger David Dobrik, who's often dubbed the Gen Z Jimmy Fallon, has demonstrated how influencers can drive Gen Z to have a positive perception of a brand. Dobrik's relationship with the ticket-selling app SeatGeek has acted as a case study for the ways that brands and influencers can partner together in order to have Gen Z grow a deep fondness for a company. Again, Dobrik is a vlogger, and his content doesn't have any direct relationship to concerts or sporting events, or anything that is all too relevant to what SeatGeek offers. 
Yet, with viral tweets such as, I want someone to love me like SeatGeek loves David Dobrik, his audience associates the brand with their beloved creator. David even jokes that SeatGeek is an honorary member of his famed Vlog Squad friend group. How does he deliver SeatGeek's message to fans? Well, a staple of David Dobrik's content is gift giving. Sometimes this is to his friends, other times it's to strangers in need. This includes gifting luxury cars or even paying for someone's college tuition. In almost every case, these acts of generosity are sponsored by SeatGeek. This has allowed SeatGeek's funding of David Dobrik's fun and philanthropic endeavors to become a meme within his community. This has branched off into SeatGeek starting a content division called Team SeatGeek, which offers a behind-the-scenes look into their influencer work. Team SeatGeek was instrumental in setting up a merch pop-up shop for David Dobrik in New York and Chicago. This hyper-involved partnership between David Dobrik and SeatGeek is made possible by the brand involving themselves with the influencer's personal life. The amount he shares of his day-to-day, -day, his friends, his personal endeavors has allowed for his fans to trust and adore any company that he heavily associates with. That's why David Dobrik has brought a similarly enviable amount of attention towards another brand partner, Chipotle. In his vlogs, Dobrik would frequently make reference to his love of Chipotle. So when Chipotle decided to promote their offerings for National Burrito Day of 2019, they enlisted David Dobrik in a way that went far beyond using his face or a quote about his love of the company as a promotion. On their National Burrito Day, you could order the Dobrik Burrito from the Chipotle app. This burrito was the creator's go-to order from the restaurant. And when you purchased a Dobrik Burrito, you would receive free delivery. This was the first of many partnerships that Chipotle has taken on with David Dobrik. In May, Chipotle launched the hashtag Chipotle Sponsor Me campaign, where they put out an opportunity for the TikTok community create a video on why you should be sponsored by Chipotle. In the top five videos, will receive a card that grants them unlimited Chipotle purchases. If that's not compelling enough, David Dobrik himself will review the videos and choose the winners. That same month, the company launched another campaign with Dobrik, where Chipotle's Instagram held a virtual prom after party for those who missed out on the memorable event due to lockdown. Students attending the event would automatically be entered into a raffle for a $25,000 scholarship, which would be announced by none other than David Dobrik. David Dobrik's cult-like following makes him the perfect brand ambassador for these kinds of next-level, hyper-involved sponsorships. Dobrik's collaborations have really paved the way for other brands to immerse themselves in similar influencer-driven campaigns. More established companies and brands are now looking for creative ways to harness an influencer's community. 
Charlie D'Amelio, the most followed personality on TikTok with a staggering 80 million followers, would frequently discuss her fondness of Dunkin' Donuts coffee with her fan base. It was very similar to how David Dobrik would discuss his Chipotle love with his fan base. That's why in a recent collaboration, Dunkin' Donuts has partnered with 15-year-old Charlie in order to bring the Charlie drink to all Dunkin' locations as well as the company's mobile app. The Charlie is a cold brew with three pumps of caramel and whole milk. Dunkin's VP of Brand Stewardship has said on the collaboration, quote, everyone knows that Charlie runs on Dunkin', and now Dunkin' runs on Charlie. What I find so interesting about this partnership is that Charlie isn't the only notable name to have a Dunkin' item named after them in 2020. In January, Dunkin' released a Snoop Dogg vegan donut breakfast sandwich. Now what I'd be curious to know from those listening to this is how familiar were you with either of these campaigns? I can only speak for myself here, and granted, I work, read, and consume media that's all in the influencer bubble, but I heard quite a lot about the Charlie on Duncan's menu. I had never heard about a Snoop Dogg specific item. I wonder how many people have. Snoop Dogg is a legacy figure within the music industry. He's been an influential celebrity for years. But the relationship that 15-year-old Charlie D'Amelio has with her Gen Z fans is one that's exceptionally more personal and direct than that of a traditional celebrity and their fan base. We haven't seen any statement from Duncan alluding to the success of either of these campaigns, but something tells me that the fans of Charlie D'Amelio, fans who really feel like they know her personally, are going to be more compelled to get a menu item named after her than those who are fans of Snoop Dogg's music. So yes, in the food industry with McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts, maybe even with apps like SeatGeek, we can see the power of influencers. But what do all of the earlier discussed companies and products have in common? Well, they're relatively inexpensive. You may be thinking to yourself, if the Travis Scott meal is $6, then yeah, not a real surprise that people will be coming out. I guess the only exception to what I've discussed is SeatGeek selling more expensive tickets and the Travis Scott McDonald's collaboration including a $90 McNugget body pillow. But the counter to the argument that influencer marketing only works for inexpensive goods exists within the industry that's seen truly mind-boggling success thanks to the power of influencers. Makeup. Something that is not too cheap. Makeup monolith Morphe quickly learned that influencer marketing would be the key to making them the top-of-mind makeup brand with Gen Z. For some context, if you're unaware, there's a beauty community across YouTube. Well, what you'd expect from this community is solely videos featuring makeup tutorials, that is the least of what they provide to the fans. It's makeup tutorials, sure, but also in-depth, juicy gossip and drama about their lives and public battles with others in the community. As a result of the amount they divulge, 
beauty personalities on YouTube have established truly cult-like followings for themselves. Morphe has capitalized on this by partnering with practically every major personality within the beauty space, helping them launch branded palettes and brushes that are unique to the creator. One of their first influencer collaborations occurred with YouTuber Jaclyn Hill in 2017 with the Jaclyn Hill Eyeshadow Palette. Six months after its release, they had sold one million palettes. In 2019, Morphe collaborated with influencer James Charles on his own palette which sold out in mere minutes and was reported to be the biggest sales day in Morphe history. But that has been outdone by beauty influencer Jeffree Star and vlogger Shane Dawson's collaboration with Morphe on the Conspiracy Palette. In the 30 minutes after its launch, they had sold 1 million palettes. The excessive traffic to Morphe.com resulted in the website being down for hours. Morphe's groundbreaking influencer campaigns have been met with a level of success that isn't seen with traditional celebrity endorsements, and I only gave a few examples. They've done this with most prominent YouTube beauty personalities. Now, clearly scared by Morphe's unprecedented success, L'Oreal and CoverGirl are reportedly making huge internal shifts in order to reorient their focus around digital marketing. The space has forever been changed thanks to influencers and their next level campaigns. The public has caught on to the fact that influencer marketing is here to stay. That's obvious. As companies have had to scale back budgets due to current economic uncertainty, some estimates say influencer marketing is only down 3%, while social media marketing is overall down 20%. Not a surprise. Some studies show that 93% of consumers don't trust ads. They'll trust the message of an influencer a lot more. They'll really listen. But the truth is, when George Clooney does a Nespresso commercial, people will also listen. But a follower of an influencer will be more compelled by what they have to say and be more likely to follow said influencer's call to action. That's because influencers aren't just deities to their followers. In many ways, they're really friends to their followers. Fans feel as if they truly know the influencer that they adore. This is why companies are now seeing a return on these influencer-driven sponsorships that go far beyond traditional ad reads. These hyper-involved influencer campaigns are truly compelling to the audiences that feel a personal connection to their favorite creator. When brands are partnering with influencers for these larger projects, they're tapping into a legion of loyal followers who will listen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tube Circuit, Exploring Digital Media. 